We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome back to the Pack a Day Podcast. I'm Josh Zirkel with Steve Perhatch and Trevor Jossert. You know, it, it's been a while. When you get on these, you do these things every two weeks, and it's just mm-hmm. like, I feel like we're just, like, we're getting to know each other again. It's just, it's bizarre. Mm-hmm. But how you doing, guys? It was a uh, interesting game last night. Uh, did you get a chance to enjoy that at all? I did. It was it was a fun one. And we got lots to talk about. And and believe it or not, that relates to kind of what the Packers are going through right now. And, and, and you guys will find out, but we're going we're gonna to relate the two. Steve, did you catch the game? I did. I did catch the game. It's. Uh, I mean, it's the NFL of the future. It's exciting. It's fun. They don't care about defense, which you know, they put up points, which I had a blast. I, I don't quite get the people that are complaining about the fact that they scored a lot of points. Like I thought it was really exciting, really cool. Um, but yeah, doing good. It's it's uh, almost Christmas time here. Just put up the Christmas tree today. So yeah, exciting times. We we have two trees. Because I refused wow. to throw out my tree from uh, you know, my my college days. Well, it wasn't a college, but like <laughs> right after college, uh, when my girlfriend and I were still together, I, I went through it. It was like a $16 tree from Walmart, and I refused to throw it out. So the kids get to decorate that tree, and then we have the main tree sort of in the foyer. But we did that, too. I figure like anything during the week of Thanksgiving is fine. Trev, is your tree up? It is. I was just going to say, do we all have our trees up? Four trees for three of us? Are four trees up right now. That's pretty good. Oh, I like it. that's that's some solid dedication right Mine there. Mine was up a couple weeks ago, not gonna lie. But 
tis the season, right? A couple of weeks. Yeah, at least after Halloween. Tell me, it was after. Yes, it was after Halloween, and I will say it was not my idea, but it is up. (laughs) I didn't stop it, and that's my fault. Uh, No, that's uh, everybody who's listening to this podcast understands what you're talking about, (laughs) right? Yeah. And that's not exactly a hill you want to die on either. Like, you could co- go into the stores and, like, they've got Christmas stuff out on, like, July 31st. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing. But, like, when it happens in your house and you have to yeah. say no and you've got to, like, put your body in the light Smile of fire to stop that. it. Yeah, that's right. Yes, dear. <laughs> but, uh, you know, not a lot of smiling and nodding happening right now in the uh, – uh, in the wake of a, a terrible loss, and, and we're not really look. It, the, the loss was was almost a week ago now, but Mike McCarthy being on the hot seat, uh, having his job in jeopardy, I, I feel like is is something that's going to cloud and loom over this team for the rest of the season. And, and one thing we haven't seen on the other Pack Day podcast was a discussion about the analytics of the fourth down decision, and uh, we could talk about the challenge. Uh, till we're blue in the face, you know, you do not uh, accumulate monthly interest. There's no compounding uh, for timeouts. So I don't know why you decide to save those necessarily, uh, especially after we saw McVay, Sean McVay burn a timeout in that Monday night game in a similar situation. But to the numbers, uh, this is from Packers Wire. I think this is Brian Jones that wrote this up. Uh, in the Thursday night game, the Packers, talking about the fourth and two, obviously, the Packers' chance of winning after punting was 21%. Uh, converting on fourth and two would have increased their winning chances to 38%. So almost doubling that. And they had a 60% chance of converting that fourth and two. Uh, and with Aaron Rodgers, and look, he was not playing well. Let's let's be clear on that. But who are you going to have win the game, Steve? Are you going to have Aaron Rodgers win the game? Or your defense, which granted played very well, uh, but historically has been in the, in the over the course of the season, uh, not been your strongest suit. I mean, you, I know you would make r- the right decision on this. <laughs> you, I mean, obviously anybody who's played Madden football knows the right decision to yes. make. Of oh, course. Yeah. No, it's, it was very frustrating. Like McCarthy came out and said he wanted to play the numbers. Well, you just gave us the numbers. His numbers were wrong. It's just, it's very frustrating when you compare and contrast to what we saw last night. It feels like McCarthy feels that he's still a highly successful coach, but he still thinks it's 2014. He thinks that's the year it is because everybody has moved on to something new and understanding the analytics of it all. And he's still holding out hope that he can, he's doing the right thing. And I mean, the defense, they they played well in, in Seattle. There were spurts where they did well. But it wasn't the rush defense. The rush defense was ge- being gouged. I think it was like five and a half yards of carry. Wow. It, you, can't, you can't think that. You know what they're going to do. They're going to run the ball. And if you just play the odds again, playing the numbers, two rushes equals 11 yards. So it's not playing the numbers. It's just getting your head out of your own ass and figuring out that you're not <laughs> making the smartest calls in the world. Yeah, I'm not sure what numbers, and I'm making air quotes, he was looking at because, like you said, Josh just gave us the numbers, and I just look at it. The defense was playing well, but was it, what is it? Kenny Clark was hurt, and there's one other person that was hurt that just got hurt. Yeah, Yeah, so you have, what was it, fourth and two? I forget the yard line it was on, but even if you don't get it, you know what the Seahawks are going to do. They're going to run. It's not like you're worried about them scoring another touchdown. 
worst case scenario, you stop them and they kick a field goal and now you get the ball back. Um, so I, I don't get it. Um, I'm also bothered still, and I don't, maybe we can touch on this a bit, bit too, but what is up with the Packers and wasting timeouts? I don't, I, I just, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not emotionally invested like a lot of our listeners are and a lot of the people on this show. So I'm, I'm not watching every snap. I'm not paying attention to every little detail, but it seems like if I'm turning on the game and it's a close game at the end, um, the Packers have the ball with a minute left and they have zero or one timeouts always. And I don't know, is that, that's a McCarthy thing, right? That That's another thing that's putting him deep into a hole late in the game. Well, there's some debate about that, whether it's McCarthy or Aaron Rodgers, because correct me if I'm wrong, Steve, like Rodgers is getting the team lined up yep. and, and it's in Seattle. Let's not lose sight of that, but he's getting them lined up and then it's two seconds, one second. And then you hear the timeout coming from the sideline mm-hmm. and you see the sad unsnapping of the chin strap and Rogers looking over like, like a, like a nine year old who's getting embarrassed by his friends, by his mom, picking him up from school. Um, so I, you know, so I think it goes on both ways in this particular game. I think there's, there's plenty of blame to go around, Steve. Well, let's not pretend that this is just the first time that this has happened. This has been happening for years and it frustrates the hell out of Packers fans because yep. They sit there and they watch him, watch Rodgers run the clock all the way down. And I get it. He's a very, very smart quarterback, very heady, and he wants as much of the information that he can get before he snaps a ball. Right. But at some point when you've been doing that for a year and a half, everybody knows it. And that's why they can get these really, really good pass rushes against the Packers offensive line is because they know they can wait until the clock hits one and then I go. Like, I don't have to pretend anymore. Like, I'm trying to guess. Like, I know when it's going to happen. So, for me, I think it's on the coaching, actually. I think it's on McCarthy because, as we talked about analytics before, you have to understand the difference between five-yard penalties and timeouts. There is a staggering difference, and the five yards can be made up much easier than the loss of the timeout, which you're never getting back. So for me, it's up to McCarthy to be like, Aaron, take the five yards. You can throw it. We can get that back. I'm not getting back that timeout, which cost them in the end because they couldn't. He didn't want to throw the challenge flag in Seattle on the on the you know, immaculate reception number seventeen that happened in Seattle. <laughs> Every reception like that is the immaculate reception. But with McCarthy now, and forget about now because he's officially a hot seat coach. Uh, maybe even a lame duck, duck to some extent. He's not coming back next year. Rodgers was just extended. He was extended at the beginning of the year. Did that have any play in the relationship between Rodgers said, well, I'm going to do what I want, and McCarthy coming back and saying, well, no, you can't because we kind of have to get the playoff on time. Do you think that affected anything in the balance of power between coach and quarterback? Are you, what are you? Are you? What are you insinuating that Rodgers doesn't care as much, or he's just more laid back? He, I think he's just doing. He, I'm asking, do you think that he is doing his own thing now? Like this is the way he wants to run the offense. This is the way he wants to approach pre-snap, and McCarthy's been trying to rein him in potentially, and it either hasn't been working, or he's just taking totally the hands off. That's a good question. I. I kind of see it another way as Rodgers, 
we we all like to rip on McCarthy for keeping the same kind of play plays and not giving um you know the running backs as much touches and and stuff like that. And what I see it as that Rodgers is someone who needs the ball in his hand, likes the ball in his hand, likes to make the big play. Uh, we talk about that. I think it was third down when he got sacked and he had um someone in the flat wide open. I, I forget who it was. Um, for that, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, yeah, he could have just dumped it right down, but instead he rolled out to try to make a play downfield. Um, that could be kind of what you're what you're insinuating here, but at the same time, I think that he, he McCarthy is trying to do what Rogers wants, and it, there's no like con- conflicting theories, I guess. You know, I think McCarthy wants to put the ball in Rogers' hands because Rogers wants the ball in his hands. You agree with that, Steve? Yeah, yeah, I think for me. I think it's just too much. Uh, they've had too much of each other. I think they've stopped listening to each other as much as they used to when they were really successful. Like, I think Aaron gets frustrated on the field when he thinks that Mike is trying to have too much control. Like, I've got this. And I think McCarthy probably thinks he has a quarterback who sometimes can be a pompous ass. I mean, you think about it, like, Rodgers has thrown McCarthy under the bus numerous times. That has to be unbelievably infuriating as a highly successful head coach and your quarterback <laughs> is talking about is talking about how your game plan sucks and the subtle how, shade. Like, I love oh it. Oh my god! And and then there's McCarthy won't do he won't he won't do it. Like you see him, he is he is above all of that. Like I think the only time McCarthy's ever thrown shade at somebody is when he called Eddie Lacy fat. And yeah. I mean, that that was like their last ditch effort. Like Eddie, come on, man. Like I have to say this out loud that you're really, really come on. And so McCarthy won't do it, but I think they've just, it feels like they've just had about enough of each other. And it's like that, that breakup of like a power couple almost of like, well, yeah, who, who's going to be the one here that breaks us up? Cause you know, I don't want to look like the bad guy, but you're the one who's really screwing this up for us. <laughs> I saw I saw an interesting poll on Twitter, and I think it was by one of our colleagues about, um, as a fan, would you be okay? Actually, would you be rooting for the Packers to lose out, do as bad as they possibly can the rest of the season to guarantee that Mike McCarthy gets fired? Or you want to see them run the table, make the playoffs, maybe surprise someone in the playoffs, who knows? Um, but then that saves McCarthy's job. And... I want to hear your answers on what you guys want as fans, but as a collective unit, it seems like the fan base is okay with just taking the season off, I guess, to finish the year and starting over with someone new next year. I don't know if they're okay. I think it's hopeless. Hmm. I think it's hopeless. I think Aaron Rodgers, the narrative has been all year that Aaron Rodgers has to save this team. And he had a chance to save the team on Thursday and he couldn't do it. And I think everybody just feels like that this, this is not a, going to be a, a championship team with Mike McCarthy. And if it takes a season for Mike McCarthy to run himself out of a job, I think, what was it, 60% of the fans in, in that poll said that that would be okay. I think if they they ran off a few wins here, I think everybody would forget about it. I think if if Kyle Frack, uh, Fackrell continues to play as well as he has, uh, as well as he did in that Thursday night game, I think everybody will get over McCarthy, but I think the way it is right now, Steve, is just a general sense of hopelessness and that McCarthy's ouster is going to be the only thing that gets the team back on track. This is my fear as a Packers fan. What's going to happen is they are going to fall short of the playoffs 
but they're going to win just up until that point. So they will be cut. They'll go like eight, seven, and one, and they will lose. They won't get into the wild card. They will lose. Their draft position will get worse. But there's enough hope that that McCarthy stays just a little bit because I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. I've I've kind of walked that back a little bit. I I thought that if the Rogers okay. doesn't that they don't get to the playoffs, it comes down to Mark Murphy making that call and. That's not an easy call to make. Like this whole relationship has worked for a long time with him and McCarthy. And I I feel like they have to kind of look at it and be like, Mike can go in there and be like, look, look at the roster that Ted gave me the last three, four years. We made it work with Rogers at some level. Like if he is not playing at the 120% quarterback that he normally is. Right. This team sucks. They are devoid of big playmakers. Like you watch those the game Monday night yesterday. You watch that game. Playmakers everywhere, everywhere stacked. The Packers don't have that. They have a good running back. They have a great number one wide receiver. They have a great quarterback. They have a couple of up and coming maybe cornerbacks right now. A decent linebacker. Couple guys on the line. Nobody, I would sit there and tell you, is a unbelievable playmaker. No. So, I mean, you see that that argument from McCarthy. Like, if you give me a roster, we can make this work. So, I'm not. You know, it scares me because that's the way I think it's going to play out. I think they will not make the playoffs. I think they will win too many games for my liking, and then I think their draft stock gets hurt. And I'd rather see them go six, nine, and one. If that if that math works, yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I'd rather see them go six that, nine and one. That equals sixteen. Uh, you got it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I maintain you that know, they're going to finish seven seven and two. I'm sticking. I'm standing by that prediction. I'm sure that tie is going to roll in any day now. But we were talking earlier. You know, if, if McCarthy does go at the end of the year, who would we like to see? Uh, and Steve, you posed an interesting question on Twitter earlier today. I'll let you set that up. Yeah, I mean, it was more of a joke, but it kind of got a little bit of run. So I, it was, what would it take as a Packer fan? What would you give up in order to get Sean McVay as your head coach? So I, I kind of posed it as a joke of, hey, Rams, Packers are offering you two first-round draft picks for Sean McVay. Just, just just, say yes. Just say yes right now. It's okay. Just say yes. Uh, and I actually got a couple of responses. And, you know, a couple of people wow. were starting to, yeah, like a couple of people asked if, you know, hit some of the big guys and we're like, Hey, you know, I know he was joking, but Gruden was traded. Belichick back in the day was kind of traded. Like, is that, yeah. Is that something that could be legitimately happening? And I mean, we've talked and we said, no way, no way. Even yeah. if it's two first round picks, if I'm the Rams, I'm hanging up the phone. I'm not giving up Sean McVay. Like this dude is a genius and I want him around my team as long as humanly possible. Trev, you got anything on uh, two first-round picks? What about three first-round picks for Sean McVay? You going to bite on that? Looks like we're having some technical difficulties with Trevor. Um, but, yeah, I mean, think about it. Like, two first-round picks. So, that's what – did, what, was it, what, did, what did they get for Gruden? Do you remember? It was I think like, that was just a first-round pick. Yeah, it was a first-round pick, and I think, like, uh, you know – a couple of sweaty rolls of twenties and a ham sandwich, but it was, um, 
Well, that's a visual for you. Well, you know, I mean, it's the Raiders. It's Al Davis Raiders. That's probably uh, more accurate than any of us realize. Look, yeah, I agree with you on Sean McVay. Uh, but what about a guy like Josh McDaniels? You know, where McDaniels, you're not going to have to get draft picks. You're going to have to pay him. And he's obviously going to want some sort of autonomy with the roster, which I don't think Brian Gutekunst is, is going to be totally in favor of. He's going to hate that. But what is what is it going to take to get uh, that hot hire in? Because if I remember correctly, McCarthy was coming off of uh, a stint as offensive coordinator for the Niners of like one of the worst uh, offensive performances in NFL history. So what is what will it take to get uh, a hot hire into Green Bay? See, I don't think it's that. It's not. It's not a hard sell. I mean, number one, you've got Aaron Rodgers, so somebody's going to want to be there. They've got Devontae Adams. They've got Aaron Jones. So I think it's a desirable job, especially when you consider the fact that they've got two first round picks. They've got a second, a third, two fourth round picks um, with that trade for HaHa. They've got a considerable considerable amount of cap space coming this year. So. Goody's shown his he's not afraid to spend that money on free agents. True. So I think I think it's a really desirable job. It's it's almost kind of comparable for me, what I would say to the Bucks from the NBA for this year. There actually came, I think Doc Rivers was the one who came out and said, you know, there were multiple openings in the NBA for head coaching positions. He said, but there was one opening. Everybody wanted to go to Milwaukee. Everybody wanted yep. to coach Giannis. So, I mean, I think that's a very fair, comparable thing. Like, there's going to be openings. There's going to be position head coaching positions in the NFL. And if the Packers do decide to move on from McCarthy, I think this is top tier, the job that everybody would want to go after. Two, two concerns. Number one, expectations. Whoever comes in is going to be expected to not only make the playoffs, but also win a playoff game. That is a tall order, even with Aaron Rodgers, especially with a young roster. And number two, that new guy is going to have to wear a parka probably five or six games out of the season. <laughs> what fun is that? Yeah, you get, the okay. dome, you get the dome games in Minnesota and Detroit, but come on, brother. Okay, number one, if a coach comes in and is worried about winning playoff games, I don't want him here. I don't want him here. If he's afraid that he can't win a playoff game, no, then you're just not here. Um, and number two, if you're afraid of the cold, again, also don't want to hear. I mean, yeah. Tom Coughlin was wearing like wearing like sheets of red on his face yes. in Green Bay. So come on, anybody, you can handle it if you if you're smart and you layer if you wear gloves and you wear a hat, yeah. you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You get the base layer, and then you get, like, the shirt, the tight shirt, and then you get the loose shirt, and then you get the pullover on top of that, and then you get the part. I mean, that's, like, five layers, but you're set. Like, if anything happens, oh. you could just, you know, you just take something off. It's not that You hard. know what I, what, what I want, actually, is I want the head coach almost, like, like um, that is wearing a suit and is wearing, like, a, a, like a little hat and the everything fedora? like that. I, yes, a fedora. I want the fedora. I want the old-school coach. Who is just wearing like you know like like uh, wearing a, a part not a parka but just a nice dress dress coat over yeah, it and yeah. coat. those are sharp yeah exactly I, I want a 1940s coach you basically want to dig up Vince Lombardi and stick it back on the sideline yes I do absolutely okay if we can do it let's make it happen as long as long as we understand what you're what you're really pining for here uh, 
well, we're getting out of here on a fun note, but uh, obviously more questions than answers uh, for the pack at this point. Uh, Steve, I thank you. It's been fun. Trevor, I thank you. Uh, I am Josh. We will have another show for you tomorrow. Uh, Steve, Trevor, and I will be back with you in two weeks. Until then, we will see you on the internet. Go Pack Go. Shotgun formation of third and 15 to the 46-yard line of Dallas. They empty the shotgun. Cobb in motion to the left side. Rodgers looks it over against the snap. Back pedals now under some pressure. Steps up, throws it over the middle. Goes! 30! Turns upfield. 25! Cutting right to the 20! Starts to his left. Now he moves, starts to the right side. Snap to A-Rod. Looking downfield, being flushed. Rolling left, winds up. Rainbows it high and deep into the end zone. It's high. What did it caught? It is caught for a touchdown. One kick away from the NFC Championship game. From the 41. Left hand spot. 51 yards. Field goal attempt. Snap. Placement. Kick to the uprights. And it is right down yes. the middle. It is good. And the Packers are going to the NFC Championship game. And what a happy bunch of Green Bay Packers. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.